The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we started this conversation almost an hour ago. We were talking about a mom out in Toronto who's eight year old, uh, special needs child, uh, threw a fit at school, was uh, ran away from the school, was uh, picked up by police, transported to hospital, was then restrained, and. Um, received a sedative. And that conversation led to the greater conversation of how to handle special needs children and if all the resources are in place, if we're going to integrate and if we all believe, which I think most inclusion. of us do, yeah, that inclusion of these children into a regular school environment is uh, to everyone's benefit, um, are the resources there? And we've been hearing from a lot of parents who say they're not. Kendall is on the phone. Hi, Kendall. Thanks for waiting. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I'd just like to... Uh uh, speak a little bit about the thinking out there in our society. And so uh, the long and short of it, I do have some special needs kids too. I'm not going to talk about my specific situation. Okay. But just the whole idea that there actually is about 30 years of documented uh, history in Alberta that if a child is included in the classroom right from school, right from the beginning, so when I, mean, when I mean included, I don't mean integrated. I mean actually in the class, learning the same thing as everybody else, not being pulled out, not being going to a special thing, not separate, not a special school. If they're actually included in the class, the, the chance for employment, and it doesn't matter the disability, just so you know, mm-hmm. it, it could be any disability, the chance for the employment in the future is 80%. And if they are excluded, if they're pulled out, special schools, special stuff, all this, the chance for employment actually turns out to be 20%. That's 30 years of documentation in Alberta. Okay, so, so here's the, the obvious question that has to be mm-hmm, asked, though. Right. A number of our listeners have asked. Mm-hmm. So I think most would agree, as I said just a moment ago, that inclusion um, helps the child in question. There's no, I, I don't think anyone would argue that. But, mm-hmm. but what other parents want to know uh, during the course of this conversation today, right. okay, but what about, you're talking about the benefit to the child, but what about the detriment of the other children? Uh, yeah, okay, so there's documentation for that too. Okay. Actually, what ends up happening is the other children benefit even more. It's actually documented. You gotta you, you gotta research and figure out there. It actually helps them with empathy with mm-hmm. all the other kids, because what ends up happening with special needs children? Okay, this is what ends up happening. The thinking is that they're just not worth it. Get them out of my class. They're they're hurting my kid. They get them out. They're not worth teaching. They're not worth training. They're not worth it. Well, we're all different. So which ones of our are, are worth it? So that's the thinking. Unfortunately, it's true because because uh, post secondary, just there's there's more documentation. Post secondary education in Alberta is almost 100% on board with including all the people that come to university, technical college, or anything that they're included in the classroom. Now, with supports, of course, but not, not pulled out, not separate, not special, not that. And, and it, it works. And then they have a job. They, 
they contribute to society. Yep. So what makes you think a special needs kid wouldn't want to grow up and have friends? Absolutely. Why, why, why wouldn't they want to maybe get married someday? Why wouldn't they want to have a job? Well, if we stick them in a special school, we're saying, sorry, you don't fit society. You need to go over here. Kendall, so I'm, I'm, going to agree, I'm going to agree with a number of your points that you've made. And here's, mm-hmm. a, here's a question for you, because I talked okay. about my uh, my cousin Avery right. earlier in the show, who, yeah. um, mm-hmm. who's non-communicative, right. he's he's never going to live alone, He's like will likely mm-hmm. never have a job, um, he will be t- taken care of by his family um, through the rest of okay. his life. But when, okay. when he was in high school, so when he was 15, 16 years old, All he's right. placed in a class that is an, supposed to be an interactive class, let's say a, 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 a drama class or a, a theater class, something like that, okay? Right. But he can't, um, he can't communicate, he can't take part in anything, he can't get up and do a speech. Mm-hmm. Right, So right. Yeah. Is, is that still benefiting the ch- that child? And is I, that benefiting the other children at that point? It, yeah, it absolutely is. It, it always benefits. I'll give you an example. If you never had anybody in your life that you could say, whoa, man, look at them. Maybe I could help them. You wouldn't develop any empathy. Mm-hmm. So, so just to back up a bit. So unfortunately, a lot of us have not had these people in our lives if we're older. Because all of our society has stuck them into institutions. Yeah, that's right. We didn't grow up with people with you, this. You know what, Kendall? I, 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 was, I was going to make that point that I think this will change mm-hmm. because individuals my age we did not right. have special exactly. needs kids in school, exactly. right? So we're not right. thinking. We're not thinking it, that way. It, it, and so we actually, unfortunately, and I, I don't mean to interrupt, but unfortunately, yeah. there's a whole group of people that, whether they they realize it or not, they were communicated that these people aren't worth it in society. That's I never even thought about. I, I yeah, never even thought about it. it. But you know, I got to tell you this, and again, this doesn't you know, come from uh, 30 years of research or documentation, but I can tell you that at my kids' graduations from high school, Mm -hmm. when I, first of all, didn't know they had special needs children in their classes, uh, it was never brought to my attention by the children, so therefore, they never saw it as an issue. They were just regular kids. Just regular kids. kids. But I can tell you this, when they went to get their their diploma, Mm -hmm. the, the audience went nuts. Like the, sure. em- the empathy you're talking about, like the kids. I mean, uh, one girl, I'll never forget it, got a standing ovation. Well, sure. Because she, the, the, she the wasn't able to stand. Mm-hmm, of course. So that, that the kids, just so you know, uh, uh, Andrew, a lot of the kids get it way better than the adults. Yeah. Yeah. The kids get it because they're just, they're there. But it's communicated down from the top from us adults. Well, these kids really aren't worth it. We're going to pull them out. They can't do what you're doing anyway. Too bad. What? What? So who's to say we're not worth it? Interesting. <laughs> so that's unfortunately it's not spoken out loud, but the actions people do communicate that these kids aren't worth it. You see? Yeah, so absolutely. It's, 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 it's sad commentary. Now I know it is changing. And Alberta is one of the better better uh, places for that. And here's another uh, here's another fact: it's not about the funding either. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, okay, that's that's something that's always driven and ridden, but it's not. What is it's it then? About, 
It's about the thinking and including them in the regular normative pathway of life when everybody else would go up. So I have a special needs kid. Fine. So my litmus test is, I also have quote-unquote regular kids, if you can say such a thing. <laughs> my litmus test is, would I do this for a regular kid? No. Well, then why am I doing this for the special needs person? <laughs> they should have every opportunity like everybody else. With support, yes, they're not going to do the same things. They're not gonna, so, for example, in school, with the teachers, I say, look, teach them the same thing. They make a lesson plan. They might only learn two things today. The rest of the class might learn 22 things. But it's the same thing. They're in the same class. They're learning the same stuff. Don't pull them out and have them work on one project all year and do the same thing all year for nothing. You think they're dumb? But here's no, the only thing, Kendall. Uh, you know, and I, w- I want to keep you on the line for just a moment longer because... Okay. So where you're talking about a circumstance, uh, you know, that perhaps they can't participate in drama or per- perhaps, you know, they, they can't... Uh, Take they a physics class. Physic, whatever it right, is. right. Yeah. But but here's the thing. This conversation started about an eight year old in Toronto who threw a fit right. and was throwing punches and kicking. Right, right. So, exactly. So I understand now, the dynamics. Yeah. Right. So now we can't argue, can we, that it's to everyone's benefit to just go ahead and treat that kid like a regular kid because he's actually throwing fits and running from the yeah. school. Well, you you are correct in some of it, except I will tell you, to be totally honest, that the education system from kindergarten to grade twelve is has no training whatsoever for any special needs because unfortunately and this might sound nasty but from the university perspective they are taught to teach kids to the academic excellence and actually not the whole person so they they don't have any of this training there are people out there there are groups out there that are willing to help teachers learn that and like the other uh, caller mentioned when the, when the nurse wanted to come in, what the teacher said, no, we don't need him here. We know how to deal with this. But they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> so they're actually, uh, yeah. to be honest, some of them are not willing to learn. Kendall, okay. i got to be honest with you. I feel smarter for having yeah. listened to your call. And if you could see our text line and the comments coming in, you know, saying that this guy's got it. What a great call. What an insightful call. Opening my eyes. Kendall, um, yeah. if, you know, someone said, this guy deserves a Jespo mug. Yeah. But, you know, well, if we had 6.30 Chet Afternoon News mugs, you'd get one, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I just, I just, I heard you and I, I, I thought, you know what? I don't think I, I called in once years, 25 years ago. I said, I'm going to call in and just communicate, and if you want to dig and find out, it's, unfortunately, it's a thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way of thinking about people. And, 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 and you, can, you can actually extrapolate that, if you want to, to different races, okay? And, and that same thing, well, those people aren't worth it. What do you mean they're not worth it? Every person is a person. It don't matter your skin color, it doesn't matter your height, your weight, your size, it doesn't matter your ability, your disability, everybody is worth being a human being. And so unfortunately, without saying it, you know, nobody goes around saying, well, those people aren't worth it. But their actions communicate that, you see? So it's actually a thinking, if we can change that thinking, then the actions go along with that. Okay? You, you've probably changed the thinking of a lot of our listeners already just with this call. And Kendall, i got to tell you, take the rest of the day off. Oh, sorry. I just actually, oh, I just, I actually think I just hung up on Kendall by mistake. 
Wow, that was a rude way to... Well, no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually just put them on hold quickly, and then it just disconnected. Wow. Kendall? No, it's okay. Kendall, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate that. It's 318. I can't believe I double-clicked. Jed, we'll get your phone call after this. Thanks for all of your texts coming in at 630-630. Thank you to all of your phone calls this afternoon as well. Kendall, Mary, all of you. A couple more on the line we want to get to here before the 330 News. We'll start with Jed. Hi, Jed. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's really funny. I I talked to Gina and I said, Gina, is this guy an expert caller or is this a regular caller? Oh, no, no, this is a regular caller. I I think all parents become experts in that situation. Well, I'll tell you what. I was epileptic when I was a kid. When I was 11 years old, I fell off a hay wagon. I was a slow learner. Uh, Slow learner wasn't a category when I went to high school. (laughs) And I'll tell you, uh, I turned out pretty good. I turned out to be a Harley mechanic for 25 years. And now I adjust my, my life as... I go along. Mm-hmm. But like I was telling Gina, my son is a, is a slow learner. He graduated from Emmy Lazert last June. Mm-hmm. There was one girl in his class who was classified as a, a handicap, or whatever the gentleman said. Mm-hmm. And when she came up and she got her award for graduation, they gave her a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. We were at the U of A. Yep. And I'll tell you, I never felt more proud of somebody when I seen that girl go up. And, you know, she waved to the crowd and everything like that, and everything was going crazy, and the people were just beside themselves. But there's no classification as a slow learner. You are what you are. And I always say that about people who they are. No, Nobody should be classified as anything else, but you are who you are. There you go. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, just curious, did you take your uh, Harley-Davidson course up in Fairview? I did. And also... Uh, I sort of walked on, well, <laughs> uh, one of the guys in Vancouver, I can't say the name of the dealership, he no longer exists, but anyway, um, I was 16 when I walked in there, and I went in as an 18-year-old, and I sat in a room, and I had one gentleman on the right, one gentleman on the left of me, and the gentleman in the dealership in front of me, and he said, if I give you a job, he said, uh, what are your ambitions with my company? I said, see this guy on the right, see this guy on the left, who was the parts manager and the sales manager? Uh, I will be them one day. <laughs> and it just came down to where, thank God there wasn't computers in those days because it was all hand bombing. And so when you took a part, you scratched it off, there was three, there was two. Now, me and computers don't get along. I really have a good time with an S6 phone, let alone a computer. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Hey, you are what you are. You take your life, you put it as you go, and if you got to go slow, you go slow. That's why now I drive for a living. I take my time, I do it, and my mind goes with the the strengths of me. Sure. Jed, thanks for the call. It's always great to hear you from it. you. Love it. Have a great weekend. You. you betcha. And Robert. Hi, Robert. Hello. How are you? Good. I've got about two minutes, Robert. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to let you guys know that the supports in the schools in most of the foundation programs that they have are excellent, but it's the training by our professionals that is very inadequate. Uh, my child is child with FASD and uh, the professionals such as child services have no training in FASD. <laughs> I go to training sessions for FASD and those people from child services never show up. I'm a father with a, a shared parenting court order. I left my employment, went back to school so I could be home and raise my child and that child was ripped from mother while dad was at work. A mother that I haven't been with in 14 years and the professionals at child services ripped him from his home in 
instead of being in a routine that he was at, at a father's with a shared parenting order that had to fight to get his child home. And you talk when you talk about uh, FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, right? Fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Yeah. And the professionals that have no training whatsoever, but the schools with the foundation program are excellent. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for uh, giving us a call this yep, afternoon. A couple that. of texts to wrap this up. Um, this one from Red Deer. Although I agree that all special needs kids and neurotypical kids, so-called regular kids, benefit greatly by interacting together in school, inclusion has hurt the education of all kids. It's completely about the funding. I have a special needs son and two normal girls. They have all required extra help within the system, and I've had to do, I've had to push to get the help needed. The entire system is underfunded, especially the special needs student students. And this one, the teachers today have a great deal of training. Unfortunately, they also have 25 to 30 other kids, and usually there are more more than one that have uh, learning challenges to deal with. Learning disabilities are relatively easy when compared to behavioral issues. Often the emotional problems have far deeper causes than a teacher can address. It's 327. Hey, everyone. That was an insightful conversation. Really appreciate uh, you coming along on that ride for us. The 330 News are with us. The 330 News up next. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.